You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you just want to ask your mom. Today on the Just Ask Your Mom podcast, we're going to talk about just doing the next right thing when things are not okay. So there's been lots of times in my season of motherhood where things were not okay. Uh, first and foremost, right after I had my first child, Emma. So as I mentioned in the intro, uh, my husband and I decided it was time to start having children because that's what you do. We had been married about four years. And there should have been a hint that things might not go great because I never liked babysitting. Never liked it. I never I, did it. <laughs> don't know if I liked I, it or not. I never respect that so much, honey. <laughs> that makes me like you more. <laughs> so I should have known. I should have prepared better. Uh, know yourself, young women. Know yourself better than I did. So I get this little person three days in the hospital or whatever, they let you stay back then. They send me home and I'm panicked. I'm like sleepless nights. This little person needs me 24 hours a day. I felt like I was losing myself. Uh-huh. Um, sleep deprivation is real. There's a reason why armies do that. Yeah, like, it's, it's torture. Enemies. It's torture. <laughs> you, you start to not think clearly um, and I, I panicked. I said, I was like, oh no, I can't. I can't not be a mom. Mm-hmm. I can't send her back, but I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Um, I probably the first time for me, what I didn't know it, but after my daughter was born, had a period of hmm, baby blues is what they call them. Um, a couple months of that, and then got okay. After the second one was way worse, and I think I recognized it then because it was so just dark. It was mm-hmm. dark. Um, depression, crying, apathy, um, I mean, all the bad, yucky stuff, but that's not what motherhood is supposed to be about. Um, one of my sisters came to be with us during his birth to take care of our daughter too. And I just remember her driving away and I'm standing at the screen door in the front, just tears dropping down on my sweet little son thinking, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do this. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there are times where it just feels too much, too much, overwhelming. And so today's podcast is really, um, first of all, there's, we really want to encourage you to let you know everybody feels that way. Everybody has seasons of parenting. It's right. not just one time. We have seasons of parenting where things are just not okay. Right. Like you're not okay. I also had postpartum depression and anxiety and terrible stress. So we all have seasons where we're not okay or our children um, are not doing okay, mm-hmm. whether by illness or behavioral problems. Yeah. And um, there are things you can do. There's practical things we've experienced, we've done, kind of help us move forward. But, so, you're not a terrible person. No. You're not I some mean, weird, I thought you know, I was. psycho. Did you think you were a terrible person? Of course I did. I really did too. Because nobody else was telling me, yeah, me too. Because it's a dirty little secret that no one talks about. Or at least they didn't back then. Maybe they do a little bit more now. I hope they do. I hope so. Because honestly, getting up with my daughter in the night, I despised it. 
I hated what she needed from me in those early years. It was a really hard adjustment, and I kept telling myself, you're a terrible person. No other mother would ever <laughs> feel this way. What a bad, bad person That's you are. That's awful. I'm so sorry. I, would not, I would not speak to you or oh. anyone else the way exactly. I was speaking to myself. Exactly. So um, that comes under the umbrella of taking every thought captive in obedience to Christ. Those were just lies I was telling myself. And it, se- it seemed very simplistic at the time. Mm-hmm. I just told myself a different story. It felt kind of dumb at first. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is this really going to work? <laughs> so instead of saying you're a terrible mom for not wanting to get, get up with your daughter, I said, you're a good mom because you did get up with your daughter, even though you didn't like it. Mm-hmm. It was amazing what that did for me, though. Yeah. Little things. Just that little, little thing. It's not lying to myself. I was still acknowledging what I didn't like, but it was just being so much kinder to myself. Exactly. And that, that reminds me or brings to mind um, what I think most moms, what I needed most at that time mm-hmm. and always still, mm-hmm. and what all young moms need is encouragement. Um, if you can't get that from a spouse or friend mm-hmm. or community, um, give it to yourself. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself a break. And also just to know that it's okay. You're okay. And you're going to, you will get out on the other side. Things will get better. The biggest worst lie of all is to think that this is how it will always be forever and ever. Amen. Yes. And it's not. It's never. It changes so much, especially in the young years, the baby years, toddler years, preschool years. Things change so quickly. And I, for some reason, did not catch on to that pattern. Right. I kept thinking every time there's a hard spot, oh no, this is it forever. Right. This is how it's always going to be. And it, it, it never was. No. And you hate when, you know, the little old ladies, which I guess would be us now, I don't know, <laughs> in the supermarket. That's us. And you're struggling with your screaming toddler, pulling stuff off the shelves and having a meltdown. And the what, is the, what does the mom do? Come over and say, oh honey, treasure every moment. <laughs> They're, they're young for just such a short time. And you're like, could you get away from my cart? Because it does feel like this is it and it's never going to end. Yeah. And it's too, okay. It's too heavy to treasure every single moment. It is. That's impossible. It's impossible. It's an impossible amount of pressure. Um, yes, there's sweet moments, you know, where you're rocking your child or snuggling after nap or something. But, but every moment, you know, it's not to be treasured. <laughs> that's true. That's my philosophy. That's right. There's too many of them to stuff in there. There's too many. Yeah. Some are not worth treasuring. You'd be a blubbering idiot if you really tried no, to do the whole thing. No. So, um, so yeah, don't, don't, don't worry about that. I mean, you do want to be intentional. That's part of our podcast. Right. It's just to help you be intentional in your approach to parenting, just practical um, day in, day out things. But you do want to be intentional, but, you know, you can't treasure every single thing. And, and so if we could get rid of some of these misconceptions and lies, I think we would, yeah, like you said, cut ourselves a break a little bit. Right. Give ourselves a little room to breathe and not be okay and not be okay. Right. And where does all that come from? Why do we have to be, where's all the pressure that tells us that we're not okay, um, that we haven't done it just right, mm-hmm. um, that not only must you be a perfect, um, sexy, homemaker, working mom, you know, successful in every way, but you also must be, you know, doting on your perfect darlings and, you know, they're dressed just Instagram worthy. Curating their diets with organic food, reading the right books to them. 
and the right amount of fresh air and play. I'm sorry. If you were four different people at once, you couldn't do all those things. Yeah. So what makes you think I know. that you're going to be, any one human being can be that perfect. It's just not possible. No. And now I think it's worse for young moms uh, raising children, uh, young dads too. There's so much social media and everything's perfectly curated. Everything looks perfect. I, I didn't have that in the early 90s. I mean, early 2000s with um, my two children. But I did have Martha Stewart. I would watch that <laughs> at night, in the middle of the night when I'm up nursing or something or up with a sick kid. And I remember like crying at the end of the Martha Stewart episode, mm -hmm. knowing that my life was never, ever going to look like that. Right. And, and it was really discouraging. It wasn't, I wasn't inspired to go make a tablescape. I was just bummed out. <laughs> right. <laughs> then your table is covered with garbage. Oh, I know. So, tablescape. So I think that limiting your social media based on how that affects you like, would really be something that um, I would do if I were raising children right now. Yeah. Just limit what I'm looking at um, that brings more pressure or anxiety into my life versus encouragement. Just perfect is, um, I hate the word perfect. I hate it. It's been a thorn in my side my whole life. Maybe it's my personality. Part of it probably is. Um, certain personalities kind of have that bent a little worse than others, but um, perfect is poison. To, I love this analogy. I heard it somewhere that um, all of us are kind of in this game of trying to jump and touch the moon, which is completely ridiculous. There's no way you're going to touch the moon. There's no possible way I'm going to touch the moon. But we tend to look around at each other um, and you're either saying, huh, I jumped a little higher than her. I'm a little closer to the moon than her. Or you say, oh, she jumped so much higher than me. I'll never reach the moon. The point is, none of us ever reaches the moon. Don't be going out and buying moon boots because you're not getting there. So there's no such thing as perfect. All you can do is try to make a little progress in the right direction. I agree. One of the things that I, I guess on the end of my, the backside of my parenting journey, I've decided is that American parenting in particular, because every culture does things differently, yeah. but American parenting in particular is results-oriented, success-oriented. We wanna see um, our goals achieved, we want certain kind of children who do certain kinds of things, and we, we you know, create lives that make that happen, try to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm in the adult parenting stage, I think that faithful parenting is a way more um, sound way to look at parenting. You're stewarding these children that God's given you for this brief period of time, and it is brief in the big scheme of things. I got a lot of life le left to live, yeah. I hope. I hope so <laughs> so um, it, it's just faithfulness. Like we just be faithful with the time we have with these little people that we've been given and um, let God take care of the results. Exactly. They were never ours to begin with. They were not. They're just on loan. We're just going to take what we have, mm -hmm. be happy that for the differences, because they're not going to look just like you, and that's okay. Absolutely. And that, to me, um, is, I mean, all throughout Scripture, I see that God calls us to faithfulness. He doesn't call us to results. He's in the results business. We're just in the faithfulness business. And that gives you great freedom Yeah. to yeah. just do, as we talked about in this episode, do the next right thing. Yeah. Just do the next right thing when things are not 
good, yeah. which just, it feels really hard in mm -hmm. that moment. I've been there. She's been there. Yeah. We've been there. It's hard to do the next right thing. It's hard to go brush your teeth. <laughs> it's hard it to go make the bed. Sometimes that's too much. Um, and so you just try and do the next right thing. But there's other practical things we did in those really yucky, dark seasons of life. The postpartum depression season of life, the anxiety, the um, stress. What did you do that you found really helpful? Um, well, I learned to take a break. My okay. mother, when we were little, uh, my dad was military and he went on a tour of duty. Uh, it was probably two years and she had finally given herself permission to take a couple classes at the community college. Um, there were five of us. Okay. So five of us, three teenage girls at once and two toddlers. Bless. Oh. <laughs> so one the night, first day yeah, of life. <laughs> she decided she was going to be, you know, the good mom. She made us this amazing roast beef dinner with all the trimmings. We sat down to eat it and something happened i don't even know somebody said something to somebody else and the world's biggest food fight started happening in our living room and i mean mashed potatoes went flying the corn went somewhere my one of my sisters dragged me and my little brother out of the room screaming and then a pitcher of tea hit the wall and we look around and mom's not there oh, i haven't like, heard this story where is mom <laughs> And she had just left. Like she, the car was gone, the driveway was empty. We we're screaming, crying children in the house with food everywhere. And so my oldest sisters were kind of like, well, I guess we got to figure out how to pay the mortgage because dad's not here. <laughs> anyway, everything was fine. We cleaned it all up. Um, and she was back by the next morning making breakfast in the kitchen. Um, everything's like, okay. And we'd found out later that she had just gone to the beach. Um, which we happen to live in Florida, <laughs> right down the street, so that's not as far as it may sound. But um, she just came to the beach and watched the crabs for a little while, and she just needed to kind of remember that she loved us, and it was okay. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that just sticks in my head because I think, you know, all of us get to this point where you just can sort of feel it coming. And if you can recognize it before the meltdown, before the panic attack, before mm -hmm. the... I don't know, stress of it all. Um, know your red flags and then give yourself permission to call a friend or say, hey, I need you to take my kids for a half hour or whatever it is. Or, you know, call your husband if you, if he's so inclined to come home from work, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Yes. Give yourself that release valve. Yes. Because I do remember fantasizing, sitting at my kitchen table. Uh, it was after the birth of our second child, and he was, I guess, six months, a year old, something like that, fantasizing about getting in the car and driving away. Just driving away, 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 into the sunset. Surely not, Renee. No good mother would <laughs> ever have that thought. Yeah. So um, when my husband saw that, okay, you're not, you're not doing okay. You know, these fantasies of disappearing, that's not okay. He called the doctor for me and said, you know what, let's just, let's just talk to somebody about this because I wasn't able to like reach out and help myself, but, um, I was blessed to have a husband who would do that. But like she said, you, you can just phone a friend yeah. and do the same thing. If you don't have a spouse or your spouse won't listen or you don't think he'll help, um, just have somebody help you get help because sometimes you just can't do that quite yourself. do it yourself. Mm -hmm. So my doctor was like, 
you need some exercise, you need some counseling, and um, you need to have like a spiritual group, a small group or something, a Bible study group, something that you can, can have that will work on that part of your um, humanity. So that was kind of a three-legged stool that, um, that I was working. I got some counseling. It's not rocket science. But it's super helpful. Yeah. I remember sitting there thinking, I'm paying $100 an hour for this. I know, but everyone can Just benefit. talk to yourself nicely. But you know what? I couldn't figure it out myself. So, yes. It's well worth some of the best money we ever spent. <laughs> for your mental health. Yes. Uh, which used to be such a taboo subject, but I think, thankfully, mm-hmm. it's starting to be recognized. Yes. I mean, it's people yes. like Ron Williams and, um, you know, some of the Lots celebrities of in media. Yeah. It's, it's not something you hide anymore you just need to ask for the help that you yes. need and honestly everybody needs it oh yeah i'm all about everybody. some good counseling just a little tune up here and then it's yeah. it's wonderful and um, also and that's who taught me to talk to myself differently i remember thinking i'm paying a hundred dollars an hour for you to tell me to talk to mm-hmm. myself differently radically improved my life the minute i started doing that so that one's for free. I'm not even charging you $100 an hour. You can just take that one and go. But exercise too. I decided to exercise at the end of the day because I was so stressed. Yeah. That that was when it worked for me. But again, you just figure out when it works for you. Right. And everybody doesn't react <laughs> the same, I think, when things are too much and it's not okay. Um, some people might, uh, I think for me, because of my personality and that little perfectionist mm-hmm. uh, demon that sits on my shoulder, um, shout out to Brene Brown for... <laughs> some great books on the subject um was getting angry and you just sort of feel this um i would just call it rage like for no reason Mm -hmm. Uh, you're going throughout the day everything's like normal i mean your two-year-old's doing normal two-year-old things and but that last little block that got left on the carpet is like the camel straw and out of nowhere boy you snap yes and and parenting makes you kind of yelly Say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> Parenting makes you kind of yelly. And I didn't really like that about myself. So, um, yeah, that's just been something I have to work, work on for years and years and years. Uh, and it just, I know now that it comes from a place of, yes. I, I, it's too much. Things aren't okay. I need to take some steps back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, we're similar in that way. Yeah, anger was another response that I had besides fantasizing of disappearing. Right, um, I, I remember you know, yelling, and I thought, I'm, you're not going to be a yelling mom, and I was able to change that behavior fairly quickly in the early years, and one of the things I required of myself from this parenting class we did was to ask for forgiveness when I did that. Mm-hmm. Immediately um, tell my children, I'm sorry for whatever, whatever fill in the blank, whatever I did. Um, I was wrong to do that. Will you please forgive me? And it hands over the power to them. It kind of clears the air. Yeah in the home and it clears my conscience i know because you don't like to be that no you don't want to be that that mom so that was just a really great um tool to move to move forward yeah so maybe you don't get angry maybe you get maybe you get withdrawn or sad Mm -hmm. um sometimes it's easier well probably always is easier to just say you know what i check out i'm done let these children be feral and run wild and um you know, maybe the wolves next door can raise them. I don't know. Uh, and you just sort of, you're done. You check check out. Uh, that's another sign, kind of a red flag. And some of the young moms we work with will tend to that. Um, just 
stick them in front of a screen for way, way, way too long because it's just the easy thing to do and then you're creating a whole nother problem because yeah. they're wanting more, our brains, all our brains, adult brains, we want more and more and more of that the more we have of it. And it just, yeah, feral children, that doesn't really sound fun to me. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to go too far down that road. Um, again, it's just a negative yeah. coping mechanism. Anything else people get, yeah, sad, angry, withdrawn, resentful. Yeah. All different reactions, but um, good solutions for yes. all of them. Good solutions. And yeah. stop telling yourself lies Yeah. in that moment. And the great thing about kids, like you said, is that they are, like 100% of the time, will forgive you. Mm -hmm. They will. And half the stuff they're not going to remember. Thank mm -hmm. goodness. <laughs> Especially when they're little. Yeah, I kept reminding myself of that. <laughs> But, when they were really little. Yeah. <laughs> Even now when my kids are grown and um, have gone and I they come back, I'll remember stuff and I'll bring it back up to them. You know that time? Like, I'll apologize again. I'm I'm really sorry that I was that way or that this worked out that way. And, and they're always like, Mom, you know, whatever. It's fine. So they're, they're like 100% forgiving, mm -hmm. which is just a I know, salve like, to the soul. It is. And it also made me feel terrible. Yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I need to forgive everybody else that quickly too. Oof, know, right? Oh my word. They will teach you. So, so I, we hope that we've given you some tools um, and some insight just into probably what most of you guys are feeling at some point or another out there. That you've got these incredible expectations for your life. That sometimes things are going horribly bad. And maybe we just don't admit it. Mm. And we, the thing is, is when you admit it, and you can get some help for it, you can move forward. And um, and again, parenting is a marathon. Yeah. It's not a sprint. So you're looking at the big, long picture here. Yeah, sometimes you'll like it, sometimes you'll not like it. Sometimes you'll have great days, sometimes you'll have bad days. Sometimes your kids are the best ever, and sometimes you really don't like them. And that's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, you can still love somebody and not like them in that moment. They're not yes. they're not mutually exclusive. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you do with your spouse, right? And you don't right. have all these existential right. angst about right. that with your spouse. Exactly. Why would it be different with a friend or a child or anybody else? So yeah. So we hope that you're encouraged by this message. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Just Ask Your Mom Podcast. Yep. Or on Facebook. Or too. Facebook for Just Ask Your Mom. Uh-huh. And we have a website, just askyourmompodcast.com, where we'll have blogs, um, we'll have um, the outline from these podcasts. If yep. you'd like more information, we can send you links, links. Uh -huh. uh, to helpful uh, information or um, any other thing that we might find, yeah. feel is relevant to yep. this conversation. And we'll see you next week on Just, just Ask Your, Your Mom, Mom Podcast. Podcast.